Lupita grew up in Kenya, and her high school never actually had a prom before. But she decided to join the committee of the students who are going to plan the first prom ever at their school. You can imagine all the hard work and planning that went into that. And she even designed and made her own red dress. And someone that she liked at the high school, a boy was going to go with her to the prom. Then the day came. She arrived, made sure that everything they had planned was all set, and she was wearing the red dress she had designed and made, and she just waited for her date to show up. And waited. And waited. He never did show up. No excuse, no apology, he just didn't come. She was stood up. Being stood up by somebody means that they, at the last minute, cancel on you without even telling you or letting you know. It's a rather crushing feeling because you feel belittled and forgotten, unimportant. And being stood up can happen in the dating sphere. It can happen in the business world. It can even happen by friends between friends. But what about in spiritual matters and with our God? Certainly the, the very definition of a Christian is somebody who is waiting for God. Might it begin to feel at times like God could possibly stand up his people? Like he might not fulfill his appointments and promises? Well, today we celebrate Pentecost and we see just why we never need to worry for even a moment that God will come through and he will meet every appointment that he has made with us. We look in Acts chapter 2. The disciples certainly were excited at those days after Easter. They knew that Jesus was alive, that God had kept his promises, the promises made from the beginning of time to send a Savior, one who would be born. And after his death, they were excited about the resurrection as he declared his victory and appeared to them for 40 days. But God had one more appointment to make with them. Before Jesus left them and went into heaven, he told them to wait. He didn't say how long, but they were to stay in the city of Jerusalem for a few days. And the disciples stayed in the city, expecting something wonderful and mysterious to happen as God fulfilled one more appointment with them. Waiting isn't always easy even if it is only for a few days. Sometimes we get impatient when someone takes more than five minutes longer than we expect. How long would the disciples wait for Jesus to do what he had promised and make his final appointment with them? This world we know is not very good, particularly at waiting, especially waiting on God. God gave that promise at the very beginning of time that one would be born, the Messiah, who would deliver this world from sin and death. Free us from the devil. It didn't take too long for the world to turn aside from this promise, to forget it. And even at the time of Noah, when that promise was once again shared by all, it didn't take long for the Tower of Babel and for everyone to forget. Waiting doesn't come easy. Even for God's disciples. Consider Thomas. Couldn't he have just waited with eager expectation to the third day when Jesus would rise to life? Would the disciples hold on? I don't know what they were thinking or wondering, but what did they think as day two 
day three. Even day nine passed by. God said a few days, how long should we just stand here in Jerusalem waiting? Did they begin to wonder if God would follow through on everything he had promised? Would he make his appointment? I don't know. But they didn't have to wait much longer than day 10. The day of Pentecost came. And when God carries out his appointments, he fulfills them decisively. We read in Acts 2, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the rushing of a violent wind came down from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw divided tons that were like fire resting on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. God kept his appointment. And God made it very obvious that he had come to meet his appointment with his disciples. It's hard for the author here, for Luke, to describe for us, but he says what looked like fire divided and separated in the form of what looked like tons on each of them. And there was a loud noise rushing from heaven. Though there was no wind, the crowd, apparently of thousands, heard that noise. God had come. He had kept his appointment. And it was clear for the disciples that now God was going to fulfill his promise. Firstly, note that the disciples weren't waiting alone. They were all together in one place. It's never a good idea to wait on the Lord alone. When you're alone, you can't be encouraged by fellow believers to hold on to the promises of God. And when you're alone, you can't encourage others to continue to wait for the Lord with eager expectation and to look to his promises. God's disciples here were gathered together in one place. And God has always desired that his disciples gather together. When they were gathered, note that none of them were left out either. Even if we happen to feel alone, we know that God never designs to leave us alone. He sends his Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages. The tons divided and separated and were above each of them. The Holy Spirit is sent to each and every believer. This is what the scriptures make clear. As the Apostle Paul reminds us that we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Peter later on reminds the crowd that you will receive in your baptism the promised gift of the Holy Spirit. All of you who are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit have received that promised gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with every believer, not just these who first came, but also with you who believe. You never need to worry about God meeting his appointment. He kept it here in the book of Acts, as we see, and he keeps it with you. Even for believers who struggle in their faith, the Apostle Paul writes to them in Corinth as he says, Don't you know that the Holy Spirit is living in you? Without discrimination, without holding back, God pours out the gift of his Spirit on all of his church, on every believer, and that includes you, even if you are feeling at times alone. But finally, notice when God sends his spirit, he sends his spirit for a purpose. The disciples weren't speaking gibberish and they weren't 
falling into convulsions under the influence of the Spirit. No, it says, They were all filled with the Spirit and began to speak in other languages, since the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak fluently. All of them, young, old, men and women, we don't know particularly exactly the number of the crowd. We're told that there were 120 men at that time, plus there were the women and others. This artist here depicts for us that crowd as they're filled with the Spirit. We don't know what gesture they had in prayer, but notice the artist doesn't make the size of the group limited. Every believer receiving that gift of the Holy Spirit for a purpose, to spread the message. The disciples had said a few days earlier, Lord, are you now going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And in answer, Jesus spoke of this event, his giving of his spirit to his church. To restore the kingdom to Israel, Jesus designed that his church, by his spirit, would spread the gospel message and his kingdom of grace would grow. The Holy Spirit comes to God's gathered people who are gathered in his name. He comes to every believer and he comes to equip his church to spread that message of Jesus. It says that as they're gathered, their numbers were added on. And the Lord added to their number that day 3,000 believers. Notice God gets the credit. God's the one who calls others to faith and brings them into his kingdom. And the kingdom of Israel is restored as the Holy Spirit dwells in the hearts of God's people and they trust in him. And by grace, their sins are forgiven and they belong to their God and look forward to his everlasting kingdom. That restoration of the kingdom is still being carried out by God's Spirit and through his people. Jesus' answer for, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel, is to send his church his spirit and through his church to spread that gospel message. He does this for and through you, for people today. God has an appointment. It's an appointment with everyone in this world. Peter speaks of that appointment. He calls it the last days. This is what God says, in the last days I will pour out my spirit. And he talks about God's people, his servants, both men and women, prophesying, speaking. And he also speaks of the second appointment, the coming of Christ again to this world, to judge and to deliver. God has kept his appointment. It's an appointment that he made at the very beginning of time. He said that one would be born into this world. And that man, Jesus of Nazareth, was born. And he kept that appointment. And it's not the appointment that you and I wanted to face. He said, I must go to Jerusalem. And when he was waiting that night, he didn't have to wait long for his appointment as the soldiers came to arrest him. And the appointment long foretold in history of the Messiah's coming was seen as he defeated the devil on the cross and took our place to die for our sins. God kept his appointment. And yes, on the third day, according to the prophecy given by the Spirit, he rose to life. God kept his appointment. And yes, here on Pentecost, 50 days later, he sent out his Spirit. God kept his appointment. And there's one more appointment to come. We are in those last days because Jesus will come again to judge this world and to deliver his people who by grace have their sins washed and belong to him. So God kept his appointment. 
but might you and I end up failing to keep our appointment with this world? God never stood us up, but might we, the world around us, our friends, our neighbors, if we don't, by his Spirit, continue in what he has given us, sharing that message and that gospel. Imagine if God had failed to keep this appointment. How long would the church have lasted? Would that small group of 120 believers continued very far? Would they have reached 3,000 people that day? Would they have been able to speak fluently and carry the message to many languages and nations? No doubt you and I would not be gathered in his name. No doubt the Christian church, if it even still existed, would just be some small corner of the world and just a small group of people gathered on some remote island. But God did keep his appointment. If he had not, we would be doomed to hell and under the sway of the devil and destruction. But God kept his appointment so that you and I have his spirit, have forgiveness and the promise of eternal life. And we wait for the Lord, looking for that appointment to come when we will be with him. So in the meantime, we have an appointment with the rest of this world to share that message of the news of Jesus and of a God who always keeps his promises. He has sent his spirit to you and to all of his church. And he sent his spirit for the purpose of us sharing his message so that we can join along with every believer in saying, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Amen.